This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. listening to Spirit Diaries. We are a podcast that deep dives the paranormal, unexplained events and goes into personal stories that have happened over the course of our lives. So if you're interested, keep listening and listen to our past episodes and we are just going to deep dive into today's episode. So I say we, but it is just me again. And like I said last time, I think it's going to be just me for a little bit for uh the unforeseen future. But wait, shouldn't I know what that is? Yeah, perhaps, but no. We're gonna say for the unforeseen future. So something I have been wanting to talk about and I am actually writing a bit about is how psychic mediumship works and how we connect to the other side. And this is going to be a little bit of theory, a little bit of stories. So buckle in and I'd love to hear what you all think. Lately, I have noticed rewatching some of season one and we have just started filming for season two. And I am noticing that mediumship happens in these strange little in-between moments and mediumship isn't this like clear message that I feel like so many people think it is. It's very confusing and on these levels that you can easily just miss and brush over and a lot of times in these episodes I don't see the significance until somebody starts pointing out to me like oh hey birdie did you realize this and it's like oh Wow, I totally miss that. And I think this is because mediumship happens in between the regular conscious thoughts we have. It's sort of this unconscious stream of information that psychicness can come through. And 
this was displayed recently. Robert and I decided to uh, visit a metaphysical shop who had some witchy things, some medium type things. And we love going to these shops and definitely supporting other local businesses because we ourselves have an online metaphysical shop. And I just love, I love supporting other people who are in this and meeting others in the community. And that shop in particular happened to have a reader there that day who had been reading for over 40 some years and did tarot readings as well as palmistry. And I've never had a palmistry reading. So I was like, ooh, this is kind of interesting. And I looked at Robert and we were going back and forth of like, should we do this? Should we not? Should we do this? Our last experience was pretty awful. So I wasn't quite sure if we wanted to go in and do this reading. Obviously, you know, I I hate to encourage people who aren't doing this genuinely, but the shop owner vouched for this person was like, listen, this person gives you specific dates, specific times. They're awesome. And I was like, okay, Robert, you go, go for it. And so Robert has a reading and I was hoping he would do palmistry, but the reader ended up wanting to do a tarot. So we're okay with that. We highly support letting the readers do whatever they're most comfortable with. So the reader initially asked if we wanted to do a reading together or separate. And I was like, what do you prefer? And they expressed they don't like doing together readings. So I was like, okay, well, don't, you don't need to offer that. Like do what you're comfortable with. Psychicness definitely is heightened when a person's comfortable, at least in my experience. So I highly encourage letting the reader do what they want to do. And they didn't want to do a palm reading, so they ended up doing a tarot reading for Robert. I was allowed to sit in the room and I'm just like observing what's happening here. And of course, I'm always skeptical. We all know I'm the skeptic and this bunch of us. And I'm always wanting to believe, but wary, I guess. I don't know. I think I've had so many bad experiences with trying to find other people who were intuitive that I like have this like sour taste in my mouth but anyways it was like I'm gonna be open-minded I'm gonna be open-minded and you know what this reader was really good and the best part is is they weren't even really good when they were reading the cards they were better at these small little comments in between. So as they were reading the cards, they would talk about a card and then they would sit there and be like, well, yeah, it's kind of like this and make some connection. And this person ended up bringing up in one of these offhanded comments that they were talking about traveling to Germany and how Robert and I would like that. And Robert and I just got back from Germany and loved it and they did not even realize this was a thing or that it was a part of the reading and they completely talked about something that Robert does for a living without knowing what Robert does for a living and brought that up very in a specific manner in a way that Robert talks about all the time and then there was also this moment when the reading was over And we were leaving, we paid, we were walking out of the building 
and this reader starts singing and we can hear and they're singing this song but they're saying three blind birds three blind birds and my mind was just like uh because three blind birds is quite literally the physical manifestation of my mediumship when I very first was coming to terms with okay there's something unexplained happening in my life I think I might be a medium this is something I had thought for like the last 23 years and I was like I need to face this I need to get help all these blind birds kept coming and following me and I I know this sounds completely wild but physical birds with eyes that were gouged out would sit behind my car they would be at the workplace and always in groups of threes and they would just be sitting there and it was so much so that I didn't talk to my friends about this I was very very private about anything spiritual and my friends were like okay birdie what the heck is going on with these birds that are everywhere and more so than the blind birds, there was also baby birds that were dead that kept appearing wherever. Like I would I would get out of my car in a parking garage and on the ground, as soon as I opened the door, were like three dead baby birds. And it just kept happening to where birds were all of these things. And whenever I was giving readings at that point in time, I would come home to a dead bird being placed in front of my front door. And like we live in a house in a neighborhood with security cameras on our house and there was nobody who came. So it's not even like this was like some sick prank that somebody was like predicting where I was going and was like completely messing with me. This was just an uncanny period of time in my life where I was just like, okay, I need to get like help <laughs> because this was happening so much. And I'm like, what does this mean? And for me, um, birds are a very physical representation of when I'm about to read in this episode that we just filmed for season two, we are about to approach this location. We're in the middle of a forest and yes, there's birds the whole time, but as we're walking up, there's this bird that sounds like an alarm and it's like, wah, 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 wah. And Robert even points it on the video like, oh, what's that? And then this little bird like flies across the screen and then as soon as the bird like crosses my path, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's the location. I see it. So it's just like these little synchronicities that may mean nothing. And I know they're really easy to be like, that was, you know, a coincidence. This happened quite a bit and other people were pointing it out. Um, but this guy is sitting here changing the song of three blind mice and saying three blind birds. What are the chances? Meh, I don't know. I, I take that as like such a sign of mediumship and psychicness. And this is something that is so important that I truly want to express by sharing my story and by filming these episodes of me doing these investigations is that mediumship isn't perfect. This reader had no idea that 
they were even giving a message to me or that they were even spot on with these little remarks in between the reading and the tarot reading. It was okay. It, it was not like groundbreaking, but I don't think it was bad. And this reader did the thing that I hate at the end of every reading we have. They always look at me and it's the biggest frustration I have with readers. And they will tell me, oh, and you're going to have a child soon. Every time, every time. And I think it's just because I'm a young woman, I'm married, and they love to just say, oh, and that baby's going to come soon. And if you guys have been following the podcast for a while, you know Robert and I don't want to have children and we are like not physically capable of having children. So I always hate when people say that because it's just something that's absolutely not true and not going to happen. And it would be different if they're like, oh, like a new life is going to come into your like life or something. If they wanted to say something like that of like, okay, yeah, maybe we get another kitten or maybe, you know, one day in the future we'll adopt a child or, you know, something will happen. I don't know. But they're always like, oh, you're about to get pregnant. And it's like, no, I'm actually not. <laughs> like. And I I hate it. I just want to slap everybody who says that. And I've talked about this in the past. And I think that readers, even the real ones, this person was legit. They said things that they could not have possibly known. And they still rely on these crutches to help them feel like they're going to give a good reading. Or, oh man, just in case. I bombed this. Let me just throw something out there that's probably going to happen because, you know, she's a young lady and they're a young couple and they don't have children yet. So let me slide that one in there. And it's just so frustrating because there's readers and I have had readings from these people who have been incredible, incredible, have connected to things that they have no way of knowing. And they'll always throw in that last comment and it just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth of like why did you have to ruin something so great and I I understand as a medium of like feeling the pressure and trying to like slide things in there and I didn't slide anything in there when I gave personal readings I if I didn't get anything I was like there there's nothing I'm sorry and yeah, you, I'm not charging you any money. Goodbye. Good luck. And I even did that with this one guy. I, I just, I gave him a reading. I went to his house and I connected to his wife who had deceased. And I had all these notes on what I had perceived from her spirit prior to going because I like to channel alone before I go and then after I get there, if they come through, then I'll give more messages. I always like to channel prior. That way I at least have something to work with. And everything I had gotten, I had gotten what this lady looked like. I have wrote it down. I had known that she died of cancer. She had talked about when they first met. And she had also talked about um, her husband's father was also on the spirit side and she was talking about how they had met up briefly and talked about um 
this one interaction they had when they first met each other, the parents and um, her husband. And I had all this ready to go. And I was like, this is going to be a good reading. And I felt like she was probably going to come through while we were talking. And I get there and this guy has a portrait of his wife on the table. So I immediately cross off everything I got about her looks. And he just starts talking to me about her. And he's like, oh, this is how she died. And I'm like, nope, this is how like I had to cross it off because if he tells me how she died, oh, yeah, she died of cancer. And I'm like, oh, she died of cancer. It's like, okay, well, now I seem like I'm reaching because that doesn't feel valid anymore. So and then he told me about how they met and he had literally had the same conversation with me as his wife had had with me as a spirit. And (laughs) I told him this and I was like, I have nothing to validate that whatever I said was real, aside from the fact that this is all in my notebook and you can see like, I wrote this down. I have no way of knowing this. And like, but there's nothing else I can tell you. She ended up not coming through while I was there. And I just ended up, I, I, I'm also an artist and I ended up painting him a painting and giving him a painting because I felt so awful that I had gone there and then he basically gave the reading to me. So if you're going to a person, don't tell them anything unless they start asking for clarification, in which case you can clarify, but try to leave as much as you can private. That way they can get that because even small things like telling them like, oh yeah, you know, this is a portrait of them. It's like, if they're somebody who is trying to validate and they are going to explain what they look like, now they can't. That's that's one of the main reasons I don't like to do personal readings anymore is because there was that pressure and there's this pressure to perform and there's a pressure to make sure that the living person gets something out of it. And I just I didn't like that because I really feel like I do this for spirits and I didn't like the living people aspect of like, oh, I'm letting you down or you wanted information that they didn't give. I'm very blunt when I give readings. If if the spirit's not saying, oh, I love you and this, this and this, I'm not going to give that message. And when I talk about spirits talking, I'm not talking about like I hear like a voice in my head talking or a voice in my ear talking. It's more of like this impression that I then say is an impression of speaking or I will see like mental images of numbers or I will feel like there's a certain name and it's all very like feeling and mind projection based and a few times there are very like clairvoyant moments where I do physically see a spirit or at least I perceive it as a physical manifestation of a spirit but a lot of times when I'm like oh they're saying this it's it's not somebody just like standing in the corner being like hey birdie um I just wanted to say that I really like that shirt. It's like, no, it's it's not like that. It's just this like perceived feeling. And that's not to say that like I've never heard a disembodied voice, which does happen. 
and I hate that. That's one of the main things that I ask spirit not to do is I don't like vocalizations. I don't like feeling breath on my face. Um, So when a spirit is able to voice and make an audible noise that I can record with the camera that I can hear with my own ears that other people can hear I always am like let's pick a different method for this (laughs) because that is when I start to get really scared and it really freaks me out This brings me back to what I started talking about at the beginning of all of this is that psychicness is in these in-between moments. And I get asked all the time how you can enhance your psychicness and how does psychic information really come through? And it's just this in-between and these moments that you might have a fleeting thought in your mind and you're like, hmm, I'm not quite sure how that got there. But that fleeting thought actually is representative of something important that was that's a lot of my things is this gut feeling and we all have this type of gut feeling where I was just talking to someone who was asking you know for uh, psychic advice and I was explaining you know when you want to come home from work and you just have this feeling of you know what I shouldn't take this road today I'm gonna take a different road that I normally take and then you don't know why and sometimes you'll never know why and other times you'll see oh my gosh there was an accident there and maybe you avoided that or maybe there was an accident that was going to happen if you went that way and these psychic type of feelings are exactly that I mean they're just those normal human things and that's what I always want to express is that psychicness is not this mysterious supernatural force and I know some people are like oh this isn't real and it's like but it is and we've all experienced this on some level it's like we've all experienced these moments where you just felt like you know maybe this isn't right or you get a smell of somebody's perfume that hasn't been alive in a while. And it's just like, wow, that smelled just like my grandma. That's so weird. And what are the chances? And it's these moments that we completely will write off as these insignificant events. And I remember as a kid, there was a moment where my family was standing in the kitchen and they were all talking about my great grandmother who had passed. And out of... <laughs> Out of the thin air flitted this little tiny sheet of paper and it like it just (laughs) I don't know how to explain this besides it just like literally manifested in front of all of us. It just like flitted and it fell down like a little like snowflake to the ground and there was like five or six people in the kitchen standing here in this conversation and everybody's just like what just fell? And I mean, we're looking up at the ceiling of like, oh gosh, is the ceiling falling? Did a paper fall off the top of the fridge? Like sort of like looking around and my parents are very, very clean. Um, So everything is in its place, very clean. There's not clutter or dust or anything. And there was only a few places where this could have come from. And my mom leans down and picks up this little tiny paper And on it is my great-grandmother's handwriting. And it was a label for like a file at her work, like a filing cabinet type of thing. And it was her handwriting and it was aged and old. And there was 
nothing we had that that could have come from and have they have no idea how it got there and the words on the paper were meaningless it was the label to a file and she just like stuck it up and it's I'm pretty sure it's still in the fridge to this day and I know a lot of people are like well what was the meaning of that and a lot of that is just hey I'm here and so much of mediumship and connecting with spirits is so many spirits and so many communications are simply a hi I'm here and there isn't this grand big experience behind it and I gave this reading recently um in season two which you guys will see uh we're thinking September it's going to release um so this first episode of season two and there's this spirit and you know looking back I'm like don't you want to like convey anything like major and most of it is just talking about what happened, talking about how they felt about what happened, giving some key information, and talking about their family. And there's not these grand moments of tell them this or tell them that. It's just like, I was thinking about my family. I'm still thinking about my family. This is what happened. Here's the date. Here's the time. Here's the validation. And like, here's some music I like, (laughs) you know, and that's that's it. And I love that sometimes it's so subtle, but I really love that everything's happening in between. And I have a book that I'm hoping will come out either late this year or early next year, all about spirit communication and investigating and how we can employ investigation techniques with these empathetic responses so I'm really excited to release that and I'm working on it now so I'm very excited to share some of my thoughts and talk about more mediumship and investigation and how this world of science and human experiences are really just like one and the same so I hope this has helped in between is where all this psychic information exists and it's so neat and so cool and yeah even if someone gives you a piece of like really bad information at the end like this reader recently did that doesn't discount how great the rest of the reading was so always be open that you know some things just might not connect so I'm going to leave it at that and I hope you all have a great week and we will see you next time so thank you for listening to the spirit diaries